You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time, Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Hey there, welcome to another Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm your designated driver once again, Jeff Garcia of News4SanAntonio.com and of course, Fox29SanAntonio.com. And uh, you are in for a uh, special treat as I have as a guest, Craig Sager Jr., the son of the late NBA reporter, the late great NBA reporter, Craig Sager, who recently passed away and left a, a huge imprint on the world of media and the NBA, sports all around. Uh, he will be missed. And uh, I figured why not bring his son, Craig Zager Jr., on to discuss about his father, Pop, the Spurs, what he saw, what he can share with us. And uh, with that, welcome to the show, Craig. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. And by the way, listeners, if the audio is a little off, it's because we had a little technical issues uh, prior to recording, so we have to make do with what we have. And uh, Craig, once again, is showing some patience with that. But as you told me, Craig, you've seen it all, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Craig, uh, right off the bat, just my condolences. Um, my, um, I'm passing my thoughts on to you and your family. And how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I think everyone had a busy end of the year just with the holidays and a stressful year in general but mm-hmm. luckily I've got some time in the next month or two where I'll have some time to reflect and I think that's important for anyone that loses a family member is uh, it's never linear you're going to miss them just as much a month from now as the day it happened and so I'm very uh, grateful for that time I'm going to get and just really uh Honestly, it would probably be lots of smiling, thinking about all the, the fun and epic times we had. Yeah, uh, we, you saw, I saw, everybody saw the impact that your father had uh, throughout the sports world, the media world, and especially with the San Antonio Spurs because of his relationship with uh, Greg Popovich. And Spurs fans in particular, and of course the city of San Antonio, they felt a closer kinship with you and your father and your family because of that relationship that Popovich had and with your dad and vice versa um was that felt did you did you feel that did you see that in your when you talked to your dad just you know did he ever get kind of like all hyped about like yeah i'm going to san antonio you know uh you know meet with pop i think i learned it i didn't really understand it at first it kind of i i would see it as i got older and as i went there more and more the first father-son trip i ever had where it's just the two of us going to games was the 2003 Western Conference Finals, that incredible series against the Dallas Mavericks, where right. 
Steve Kerr hit all the threes. And so I just had so much fun going there for the first time with my dad. And that was actually the first time I met Pop, but it was only for a glancing moment. But even so, it's amazing what those couple seconds did uh, 11 years later when you're, you're standing on the court with them. You're a little more comfortable because you met him when you were a kid. And just we went back to the conference finals in 2012 together. And it's just uh, San Antonio is a lot different from Atlanta, obviously. Yeah. The the ways we we generally see it, but there's something about a Spurs game that really uh, kind of opened my eyes to what it's like to to be in that atmosphere. When you go to a Hawks game in Atlanta, it's just it's so hard to get to the game. You get there in the second quarter if you're lucky and fight traffic. Next thing you know, you're trying to figure out the score. Then two chains comes out or something. You're at a concert. <laughs> there's half yeah. Then the then the lights come back on and you're saying, "What's the score?" But when you have a entire city, an entire fan base is actually international, and just like from the start of the game until the end, it's just it's such a incredible experience i had such a great first time that it's just always stuck with me and i've seen it over and over again over the years and just it's always going to be a place that when i think of trips with my dad that's the one place oh yeah and you know how how um you and i hooked up and uh, we're talking about your dad and um Popovich, Popovich did a huge uh, gesture to you, um, as you know, and everybody else knows, you know, when your dad at, at the memorial services um, <clears throat> for family and friends, a huge turnout, and uh, the Spurs actually had a game against Houston on the road versus the Rockets, yet Pop flew out there and uh, paid his last respects uh, to his friend, uh, your father, but it's when you shared this on Twitter, you know, that he... Popovich gave you his tie that he wore uh, for uh, the memorial service. Can you touch on that? Yeah, and that, it's actually one of the things that's been difficult for me since 2014 when I filled in for my dad and did the interview. Popovich has been, he's been there the whole time. He's called us all throughout it, and he's done a ton of nice things. And so I always, how much do I want to share? And that's kind of what I what I come to, but what I've realized over this span is that a lot of people say my dad's a positive person, which he is, but I have the belief that being a positive person isn't just looking on the bright side. You can't run an organization like the Spurs and not be a positive person. A positive person is making people feel better. It's leadership. It's taking bad things and turning them to the positive. And Popovich is a positive person. It doesn't matter what his personality is. And so I just felt like last night and just some of the gestures that Popovich has done, I think it's important because a lot of people have that attitude where they they might be in a tough point in their life and they say, you know, I'm just not a positive person. I've had enough. Yeah. You can still be a real person. You can still recognize the problems with the world and have a positive impact on people. Yeah. And I think that's what the definition of a positive person is. And so I've kind of seen it as a way, and I know a lot of people have seen it unfold like that too, that my dad and Popovich were very different personality-wise, the way they dressed, the way they talked to each other, the just 
their personality in, in those moments. But they're two great guys to be around, and they're two guys that are going to leave a, a great impact. And so just kind of being thrown into the middle of that little dynamic they had, I mean, it's it's been – I've thought about it long and hard this what do I want to show people? But I mean, last night was such a full circle moment for me to mm-hmm. see him again in Atlanta, uh, just rushing over from the Falcons game after just a long year, long season. Just I've been looking forward to them coming to town for so long and then not getting to see him at the funeral because he had to leave so early. And mm-hmm. Being able to see him at the game, um, actually to see Bud get his first win against Popovich, even that was kind of cool because I mean, <laughs> the game really, it wasn't about wins or losses at this point. This is the part of the season that you get to the all-star break and then you turn it on, but it was pretty special to to, to see him afterward um, and right. getting the tie. And then honestly, it's probably the best tie I've, I've seen. I think that my dad <laughs> would have been very impressed because it actually has a thread count on the back. It had 25 different colors in it. So, good job, Pop. Yeah, your dad definitely would have put his stamp of approval on that tie. And um, if anybody wants to see it, please go check out Craig Sager Jr.'s uh, Twitter, where he has the photo there for everybody to watch. Now, when he gave you the tie, what did he tell you? Well, so we met right outside the locker room. Uh, it was right after the overtime loss, but I mean, he was obviously – still smiling, happy to see us. We talked about the, the funeral a bit. And I think what he appreciated about the funeral was the eulogies that my sis, my older sister especially, but that I gave and then my little sister gave because we didn't put him on a pedestal necessarily. We, we said what we appreciated about him. Some of the things other people might not have said in church, but you know what? Our dad was a goofball. He had a lot of fun with life, and that's what we loved about him. So I think Popovich respected that, and we were happy to, to talk about that, laugh at some of the things my sister said in her eulogy, which was epic. <laughs> and then he uh, went back to the locker room, grabbed the tie, and I recognized it from that one picture I saw from him at the funeral, but I didn't realize that he had worn it at the game, too, because I walked in there late in the third quarter from the Falcons game, I couldn't see that far because I was up in the, the press box. So I couldn't see down to the court. And then when I saw the picture today that he actually wore uh, the same tie to the game. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just that's awesome. pretty special. I mean, he, gosh, and that's another thing I'd be thinking about a lot. Uh, yeah. Moving forward is just the type of impact he has made in my life. And uh, just real briefly, what did uh, your what was so epic about your sister's eulogy for those for those Spurs fans and NBA fans who missed it? I think my sister was kind of frustrated with all the, the tributes about my dad. She thought it didn't really match his personality, which he was unapologetically himself, and he didn't take no for an answer, and he just had fun with life. It wasn't necessarily a a graceful life like some of the tributes said that he lived a life of grace and so my sister referenced a time where my dad was just out of college and went streaking at the kentucky derby (laughs) and 
she said he tore open his whatever the church appropriate euphemism for balls is. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, that's hardly graceful. So I think that was the story that kind of, it it switched the mood of the the service, which was good because that's the Craig Steger people knew. The guy that just did stupid stuff all the time, but you still love him. Yeah, I I actually um, met your father years ago when the uh, NBA All-Star Game was held in Houston, Texas. He was actually um, picking up um, media notes uh, that the, you've been behind the um, in the media workroom where they stack all the quotes and the stats and that one big table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there next to him. And, uh, of course, you know, he's reaching over my arm trying to grab some stats that were on uh, my my right, and I'm trying to grab stuff on his left. So we kind of got tangled up and we had a quick laugh about it. And then uh, he asked, you know, what am I, who am I affiliated with? And I told him, and then uh, he was just saying, okay, you know, at that time I was still a, I was still a young buck in this uh, field. And he just gave me some good words. He goes, like, hang in there. You'll get there one day and real brief, but those words have uh, stuck with me since. And um, I just uh, was unfortunate. I never got to run into your dad uh, again, but I will never forget that first meeting with him and um, it stuck with me. So there's a little story I can share with you um, about your father and how he made a, an impact on me just with those brief words, hang in there, you'll get there soon. And that positive was just oozy, that positivity was just oozing out of him um, when he said, when he told me those words. I, I appreciate hearing that. And that's one of the, the interesting points of where I am at this point, because, he he really did try to lift everyone up. And I think that's why he was respected in the field because he didn't compete for stories. He got his own, he shared information. And I think a lot to be said about that. It just makes the entire atmosphere better. But while he reached out to everyone all the time, combine that with the travel schedule where he was always gone, mm-hmm. I always felt like I didn't have enough time with him personally because he was someone where, it's your birthday. He might take you to a game, but you know what? There might be a bus coming too of, of 20 other people. And you're like, man, I just want that alone time with him. But luckily we did get that the past couple of years. And then once you hear the impact that he did make, it's all worth it because all of the times that I wanted him to myself, now there's so many people out there that, appreciate him for the same things I appreciate him for. So that just, it changes everything. It it changes losing someone to realizing that there's people out there that appreciate the same thing. So moving forward, yeah, that's something that helps. So anyone that's going through this, it just, it always helps to hear stories. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, well, you know, like I said, it was a very, um, very impactful, um, brief moment and uh, a humorous one, too, because uh, your dad was just uh, smiling and chuckling as our arms were getting tangled, trying to get reach for um, opposite ends of uh, documents that were just uh, piling there. So, uh, again, I, I would always, um, always remember that about your dad. But, you know, everybody, you know, Spurs uh, fans across the world, the NBA world, they know about your dad and Pop's relationship. We saw it on TV when they would speak uh, in-game interviews. Um, but this is going to transition out of something that maybe Spurs fans, NBA fans, uh, fans of your father, fans of your family, um, don't really know about. And when the camera was off, you know, and you're just sitting with your dad, did he ever talk about Pop when Pop was not in the room? Um, and if he did, what did he say? 
he kept it simple. He would just say he's the best. And that's all he'd say. Yeah. And there's a there's a great chapter in the book my dad and I wrote this past year in Living Out Loud, uh, where he talks about Popovich. And they have had their moments over the years where my dad's reported on an injury that Popovich was furious about and didn't want to talk to him again. And then my dad actually wrote him a handwritten note apologizing. And so I think that's the relationship got off to the wrong foot. Interesting. Yeah. But then my dad apologized. They they started to, to rebuild it. And I think that Popovich kind of learned that my dad really is, he wasn't trying to do anything bad with that. He was just doing his job. And then, they hung out um, at a bunch of the summer Olympic qualifying down in, in Puerto Rico and stuff, got to know each other a little more. And that that's why it was so interesting when I went to San Antonio to fill in for my dad, knowing that my dad gave Popovich the handwritten letter to apologize that as soon as I got there, Popovich had a handwritten letter for me to bring back to give to my dad. And I don't remember exactly what it says, uh, but it was basically the best encouragement ever. He just talking about all the traits that my dad had that he appreciated and how those traits specifically were going to help my dad during the battle. And so he kind of, just like a coach would, told my dad what he had inside of him and right. told him to use it and that's going to get him far. And so I just, I mean, there's just so much to be said, but it really is uh, something that I feel needs to be shared with people because you can see two completely different mindsets and worldviews that are both positive. So a lot of people will feel like they aren't a positive person, but being a positive person is about what you do. It's not about what you see. And um, was there ever a, a time when you, know, you can remember when maybe on his schedule, when he had, when he was um, his shot to go to San Antonio, you know, or on the road where the Spurs were playing on the road uh, for a national game, did you ever sense kind of a, a little extra excitement in your dad's voice, uh, knowing that his best bu- one of his buddies, Popovich, is um, waiting there for him? Well, yeah, I think just, I mean, when I filled in for him for Popovich, mm-hmm. that's exactly what Popovich said get your standing back on the court. I promise I'll be nice. And so I think that was him saying, like, I, I better see you again. Yeah. And my dad wanted to be back there doing it. I think specifically the fact that it was Popovich that I was going in for, it gave him something to really look forward to. And when my dad said that he said, wait, wants to do this. I mean, he had, and mm-hmm. he had that game marked on his calendar. And we all knew when, He's going to get that chance to be back on the side of the line with Popovich. And it was almost his return was one thing uh, back in 2015. And that was exciting. He went back to Chicago to his hometown. But then his leukemia came back the next week. So Mm -hmm. he was one and done in 2015 and had to start the battle all over again. And it was even harder that time. So when he finally did get a chance to be back on the sidelines with Popovich, I mean, I can't even tell you how much had to happen for that moment. Right. And then the third time he gets to 
do the the final. So it's like each time he came back, something amazing happened. But the Popovich one in particular, I mean, he was coming off 14 straight days of 24-hour chemo. Wow. Wow. He did 70 different chemos over the past three years, My 70 goodness. different times. And so over 26 bone marrow biopsies where they drill the bone marrow out of your back. And just that second one in particular, though, just knowing that he just had to get one more interview with Popovich, I think that's pretty amazing. And that's the one I'm going to be able to look back and, and watch the rest of my life. Yeah, let's talk about you a little bit. How were you handling that interview when you phoned in for your dad? Were you had a little bit of nervous, or were you kind of like, "Well, it's Pop. He's been in. The, he's been around the family for a while." It's lots of it's lots of pressure individually, obviously. But I think what the way I can explain it is, my dad and I have a very competitive relationship. It's mm-hmm. always been that way. It's never been where, oh, I'm I'm going to be better than you one day. It's, he wanted me to be better than him, and he challenged me to do what I want to do. Uh, something I'm not natural at is that sideline gene. It's just not not something that ever was exciting to me. It was always terrifying. I mean, how do you how do you fill in for for Craig Sager? It just yeah. I, I understood the the types of moments and interviews he's had and so when I went out there they were trying to ensure me that it would be a sit down it'd be before the game all that and it was Popovich's idea to do it in the third quarter so that definitely helped knowing that it was his idea and he had my back yeah um, but honestly it was I think in the last three years in general there's a lot of things I want to do in my life. There's a lot of things that I enjoy, like writing that wasn't really my dad's style, but it was important to me personally, especially the last three years to really just try to be the best son I could be. And that's all I really wanted to do. And so to get a chance to not only fill in for him and like actually fill in for him, Mm-hmm. Talking to Spurs playoff game. That's that's going in for yeah. That's Jake. huge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what all I could have ever dreamed of. And then after that, to be able to do two bone marrow transplants for my dad, and actually not only get time with him during a horrible situation, but actually grow from it personally and be mm-hmm. able to carry things on with me from our relationship that I never would have had if it was just the two of us working in sports and doing our own thing. It's, I think it's something I always wanted. I obviously didn't want it to happen that way, but sometimes you got to take a, take a sad song and make it better. Yeah. And and you did, you did a pretty good job filling in for your dad. I'm pretty sure he was very (laughs) proud of you. And uh, probably, he probably, did he critique you afterwards? Did he say something like, okay, you, you dropped the ball here. No, (laughs) he he loved it. He knew how hard it was for me. Mm -hmm. He knew that wasn't really my thing, but I, I was happy though, because a lot of people wanted me to, to cut the ponytail and shave before. (laughs) But I mean, that wouldn't have been me. I, yeah. I wasn't. I, that's. I'm not a, a sideline reporter. So I was glad that I was able to be a little rough around the edges and just 
fill in for him as his son and not yeah. someone trying to pretend to be him. Exactly. Uh, you know, you shared again with the world, um, Popovich gesture sharing, uh, giving you the uh, tie that he wore at your father's um, funeral services. Uh, other little uh, nuggets that he, Pop has done uh, for you and, or for your family uh, since your father's passing aside from the tie? I think just every conversation, he never wants to talk about anything about not even just how I'm doing. He calls just to talk. And he's mm -hmm. so good at knowing what the situation is by letting you speak. And so I think that's what I always appreciate about him calling is he would not only was his timing impeccable, but we just would have a conversation. That's always what I needed. He was just showing me that he still had my back. And he called after my sister's graduation in 2014, which was months, probably two months after the interview. And my dad was in isolation and couldn't go. And to get a call from Popovich saying, happy graduation. I mean, that, that yeah. means a lot. And then there was a time where I was just driving to work. It was a, a rough week and someone, someone was driving downtown Atlanta, a police chase, hit my car. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Spun me out in my parking lot. And then just randomly an hour later, pop happens to call that day. And there's just, I don't know. He was always there when I needed him to be. He's like mystical guy here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he just like, knows. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like has a pulse on you and your family uh, because of the bond he had with your father. It seems like. Uh, but hey, you know, you know, talking. What a what a better Imagine angel to have. Graduation. That graduation was before like a game six series against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So he call, he was calling game day to do this stuff. That so that's is what awesome. You know what? Yeah. That is awesome yes, to was. share. Yeah, and and it, you know, and it's just good to hear that it wouldn't be on you and your dad, like you mentioned. He he reached out to your sister, you know, when she graduated, you know, um, and it wasn't simply always just about basketball or you know when you had your accident. Popovich uh, just happened to call, you know, but nonetheless, he still called and uh, just keeping in that constant contact uh, with you and your family since your father your father's passing and when your father. Uh, was around. Yeah, that's just uh, awesome to hear. And you know, does um, does you you and your family hold kind of a a little special place in y'all's hearts for um, the city of San Antonio and Spurs fans simply because of that bond? I think I owe a lot personally to San Antonio, and mm -hmm. it's one of the things I think about a lot. There, I have uh, I have tremendous goals for myself, and I mm -hmm. want to want to make a difference. I want to continue writing, speaking, doing all the things I've been trying to build myself up to do. But I just, I always think that I owe a lot to the city because I wouldn't be the same person if I've never been there. It's, it really is a, probably my, my favorite memories, my two of them, the Popovich interview and the father-son trips I'd have there with my dad. So mm -hmm. I'm always trying to go back and, I'm always trying to to promote the people and just I think it's an important city for so many reasons and it's important to the league. It's important internationally. It, the Spurs really are a, an amazing organization and in my opinion, the best organization in sports.
Yeah, I mean, I think you uh, you echo that sentiment um, loudly. You know, everybody. I mean, it, it goes beyond just the NBA. You look at NFL teams, you look at MLB teams, you look at other teams overseas. It's not uncommon to hear that, you know, such and such team in the Spanish league is trying to emulate the uh, Spurs system and Pop's, um, you know, approach to the game. Um, you look at um, uh, the NFL, the, you know, you hear like the comparisons between the Spurs and the Patriots. And uh, it's just uh, just amazing that what, what one franchise and one individual like Pop um, can do and the ripple effect of that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that positivity of that, um, you know, a winning brand, that winning mentality. And um, but yet being true to yourself uh, can do on lots of people like your dad. did. I, I mean, your, your dad, your dad is almost Spurs like, too, if you really think about it. My dad's impact is is interesting to me because I've I've seen it building all these years because he really did have a personality that I knew when it was all said and done, like more stories would come out and people would realize that it wasn't his clothes that made him different. It was his perspective. And the way I describe it is he always bet on himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people, when a challenging situation comes, they'd say, I might need to slow down a bit. I might need to, to change my approach. He would double down on his approach and speed it up. Yeah. He would bet on himself again and again and again. And that's why I think just his cancer fight, ultimately, that's not going to define his career, but it's going to make his career shine that much brighter because you understand him a lot more. You understand mm-hmm. what his approach has been the whole time, and that's just to to be himself and really pave his own lane and um, not just compete with all the other reporters and writers, but talk mm-hmm. to the bench guys and get to know everyone and have a home to go to in every arena. I mean, if you're traveling on the road all the time, like a lot of people, it's, it's tough, but there's great people there that will make you feel a lot better. And so I think he really did um, leave a legacy that people know has a lot to learn from. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what's so exciting to me is just when I – got the feeling for him, I understood how big that was, but I under I also understood who Popovich is and what his legacy is gonna be. Right. And so it's I mean, he's not even close to being done. And I'm just excited and looking forward to it. Yeah, I know. I mean think about it, you know, <clears throat> this season Popovich has to deal with a or he's dealing with a practically a brand new uh core of uh players and a new roster ever since Tim Duncan left and he's going to coach team USA in 2020. So there's um, still a lot more for pop to go. And I'm pretty sure if your dad was still here, man, that'd be interesting to see and like them uh, being interacting uh, on the Olympic stage and um, you know, that'd been fun to see. But you mentioned a book. Um, uh, You want to talk about that for uh, Spurs fans that are interested in buying that book and reading about uh, your father's life and his memoirs, his memories, and of course, his uh, relationship with Popovich. Yeah, it's actually, it's a pretty amazing book and it's called Living Out Loud and it came out in this past uh, November, but obviously uh, we were rushing to get it out because of Mm -hmm. his health and the election kind of (laughs) stole all the... uh, yeah, for a good reason. Um, 
that's kind of important. But so we got it started in April. And what's interesting about this book to me is we got it right after he found out he had leukemia for a third time. And this is after barely surviving the first two. So you don't really know what the book's going to be about. Is it going to be a memoir? Is it going to be uh, just about his battle? Or what is it? And so we started writing, and he was in Houston at the time in his care, um, which is another amazing aspect of the book because he did. He had the best doctors in the world. Mm-hmm. Looking at his case, which was already a crazy case to have someone that goes through three bone marrow transplants, I and mean, that's extremely rare. And then the fact that I was a 100% match, that's rare too, because you normally have some DNA of your mother in you. And for some reason, I was just 100% my dad. And even though I had a different blood type than him, I still was 100% matched. And so, right. That was another interesting part of the case to look at. And so there's so much medical information in there. But the book itself, getting it at such a negative time, I mean, to hear that your dad has three to six months to live, knowing what he's already been through, it doesn't get much worse than that. And then to have the story actually be positive, he gets to go to the ESPYs, you go to Wrigley and throw out the first pitch. Uh, his story really starts to take on a life of its own. Uh, there's see the outborn of support. You see the people that are going through the same things that are offering encouragement to him. And then you get the entire life story of him in the book, just what his overall approach is. And I got to say, the final product, I mean, I could have never imagined not only would it be that good, mm-hmm. but that it would have been that positive and I would feel that good about it when it's all said and done. Right. And that book, I think the other aspect that people can learn from is basically our father son relationship and Mm. how we made it work in tough times and made it work when we weren't together. And I just think there's so much that goes in this book. And, um, I mean, it's got, (laughs) gotten all five stars reviews so far i'm confident that it's going to be able to touch a lot of lives and it's just one of those stories that i'm also grateful for because i'm going to be able to look back on it and read it years from now knowing uh what we accomplished together and what he fought for and uh the impact that he made yeah, you, you hope you're hearing that right now, Spurs fans. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, Craig, they can find it on Amazon um, or at a Barnes & Noble. Yeah, yeah go yeah. and – CraigSagerBook.com. And let, let's just put it this way. This book is so jam-packed with information that my entire Popovich experience, which was life-changing, the biggest moment of my life, is four pages now. That's how much my dad and I had to just try to – create and weave this story together i mean it was it was definitely a challenge and i was i was busy he was obviously even busier covering the playoffs uh rotating between chemo but i think the end result uh to be in a situation that he was in where you're literally staring death in the face and to be able to have such a positive message to share in the process it really is an inspiring book yeah Please, Spurs fans, go um, check it out. Um, as you mentioned, uh, what's that website? One more time, please. 
CraigSagerBook.com. CraigSagerBook.com. Go there. Get yourself a copy, you know, chock full of information and uh, good stories that not only Spurs fans like yourselves are going to enjoy, but NBA fans in general just um, who were admirers of Craig's father before he passed away. Uh, Craig, I don't, you know, you, you, you extended yourself a lot longer than we thought, and I appreciate it. But do you have any final words uh, for Spurs fans um, and, um, you know, just NBA fans, I guess, on your father before we put a wrap on this? I mean, Spurs fans, honestly, I think the one fan base I don't have to give any advice to. I'd say keep doing what you guys are doing. Have a positive, happy, healthy 2017. And I think one of the main goals I have for myself this year, and I think a lot of us can learn from it, is people will like to label you on social media. They'll they'll try to get a reaction from you. And if you don't respond to something the same way they do, they'll tell you you don't care enough. If you're a good person, don't let anyone tell you you aren't a good person. And keep shining. and Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are all good people. Love the Spurs and just looking forward to trying to make the best out of 2017. Oh, yeah. Uh, what, by the way, you, before I let you go, what, what are your quick thoughts on the Spurs so far this season? You liking that 27-7? Uh, we know you like the loss of the Hawks, but overall, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know how that – Shot by Kawhi didn't fall. How many times did it dig rotate on the rim? Like three yeah. or four times? I I need to see a closer replay because I still couldn't believe it looking back on far away ones. But I mean, I'm, Spurs, I mean, they're the Spurs. They are doing great. I mean, the playoffs are going to come. They're going to be contender again. I think that Kawhi has just been unreal and it's, it's his year. Oh yeah, you think they'll? You think they uh, definitely will challenge uh, in the West, and not necessarily in the uh, NBA? Cause you know them Warriors out there—they're pretty good too, and Houston too. I know. I mean, I'm I'm not picking against them, and listen, this year I'm just gonna try to be a fan. So, go Spurs, go. There you go. I'm not making any bets on it, but that's. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. I think that's the best way to end this interview on a go Spurs go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Craig, uh, where can uh, people follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm at Craig Sager Jr. And I'm actually, my real name is Craig Sager II, but no one's going to type in those two double I's. So, Craig Sager Jr. All right. Go give him a follow. Uh, always entertaining, uh, interesting to follow him. And uh, again, craigsagerbook.com go get yourself a copy Craig thank you for your time and uh, we'll talk soon thank you Jeff have uh-huh. a good one alright <laughs>